Are you vegan, Jeff? Oh, I am on the chopping block. <laughs> okay, since I'm under social pressure, sometimes I am vegan, sometimes I'm not. It depends on the context and the purpose and the place. So what does that mean? Like you're a part-time vegan? You know, I'm not that committed. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff may have commitment issues. True. <laughs> But this is neither the time nor the place, which we are going to have that discussion. David and Jeff are here in the building, everybody, and we are not going to be talking about the vegan diet nor Jeff's potential commitment issues. I I don't know, but we're going to have a discussion. Stay tuned. Here we go. You're listening to the Change for Change podcast. podcast. Okay, here we go. Five. Four, three, two, one. Here's your host from Walla Walla, Washington, who's here to share life-changing stories, devotional thoughts, and discussions on relevant topics Christians should hear and talk about today, Aaron Nakamura. Yo, what is up, everybody? Aaron Nakamura here, and this is the Change for Change podcast. I am joined in the studio today with my two buddies, David Echevarria, everybody, and the adventurous Jeff Kimmel. I'm sitting down with these two guys kind of as a surprise. We are all friends, but this was not planned out, right? David called me up and said, hey, I'm driving out to Boise, Idaho from Portland, Oregon. Can I make a rest stop and crash at your place for a day or two? I said, no problem. You got it. Any and all friends of mine are always welcome. And so I post a video on my Instagram story of us enjoying a pizza for dinner uh, yesterday at my house. And then our other friend, also from out of state, Jeff, sends me a message and says, hey, I'm in town. Can I come by and chill with you guys? So here we are, chilling, sitting in the studio, and we've been talking about a lot of good things, and we've been having a lot of great conversation. I wish I could have hit the record button sooner to share with all of you guys, but... I'm excited now to share a little bit of what we have been talking about because I think, again, it's a question I think we have all faced. And that question is, how do you know the proper calling in life? Career-wise, purpose, Mm. you know, in life, how do you know where you're going, where you're headed is the right direction? And we have a diverse area of professions here at Sitting at the Table. I work in marketing, David. You work in fitness, you know, and you're a student. And Jeff, you're a pastor. Am I correct? True. And so we're talking about calling. We're talking about purpose. You know, if I came up to you, Jeff, and I said, hey, how do I know that I'm headed in the right direction? Mm. I mean, it's it's that's a big question, but I think it's a very valid. It's a very um, relevant question. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of young people today have, you know, young, even old, older individuals. How do I know that I'm headed in the right direction? Great question. I was asking myself that question a lot in the last couple of years, being unsure of my profession, not being completely satisfied, my passions, skill set, interests, not quite aligning with my job perfectly. And it's tough because when you have a job where you feel like you're being a success and everyone likes what you're doing and seeing a lot of great things happening, but in the, on the inside, not feeling like this is it. And so 
I think that's the exact thing is that one of my friends actually, I love how he, he coined it. He's like, if you don't want to know the purpose of God in your life, it's already on the inside of you. And I was like, huh? That kind of sounds Eastern, you know, in a bit. But what he went to break down is, is that the, the passions, the skills that you innately have, your strengths, that is God's purpose for your life. And like Pablo Picasso says is that um, the purpose of life is to find your gift. The meaning of life is to give it away. So to me, figuring out your purpose, and that's part of the whole getting your skill set figured out, what that can work. And I think that you can do a lot of things. Um, but yeah. then giving it back away once you found it. Well, you know, and I've gotten the question, you know, like, Aaron, what did you want to be You know, when you were younger? What did you want to be when you grew up? And I, I kind of laughed today. You know, I'm 29 years old and I'm like, well, I'm still trying to figure out what True. I want to do when I grow up. You know, sometimes, but I, but I love what you're saying because it's like, you know, simply look at your own strengths, you know, look at what you're passionate about. And it's just a matter of looking at those things and going along with those strengths, going along with those passions. And I love it. Absolutely. You know? I guess too, like when, when I was younger, that, that passion was, oh man, I love sports. I'm, I'm all engaged in it. And that's something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And uh, that in a sense uh, hasn't it's changed obviously like I'm not gonna become an NBA player like yeah <laughs> I mean that's that was a goal that came and went in a sense because I also think like I'm realistic in the fact that I'm my body has gone has gotten beat up because of it too which I've played a lot of sports um, I've also had tons of injuries in those and so um, doesn't mean I I can't do it. I think it's just my my focus has shifted a lot mm. with with I guess maturity too wise like um, in a sense I liked what you said Jeff like just sharing that gift mm. the goal is really just to share um, those passions with others mm. like but as well like to share the passion of, of of Jesus in those things now so for me it's changed a lot mm. you um, know growing up for me though my my connections you know, influenced me differently. You know, when growing up, I had one of the older friends that I had when I was in high school going through college, you know, what I saw in them was they were indecisive. They couldn't figure out what to major in. And so they went to community college, which, you know, is great. You know, they're getting their general ed, ed, you know, eds out of the way and, you know, try to figure it out. But the problem I saw was that they were in community college for like four years, <laughs> five years and they kept switching majors. And then by the time they were done with their bachelors, it was like seven years. Wow. And so when I saw that, I was like, this is something that I don't want to do. Right? Like, yeah. This is something that I, I just want to pick a major, even though I'm not sure if it's for me, but I just want to pick a major, get it done yeah. and figure out what I want to do when I grow up along the way. Yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you think to, you know, if for those that are maybe in that college area, that college age group, you know, and they're struggling with with uh, what what career they want to journey into, what what kind of major they want to. I mean, I don't know. Like, is it as simple as like, well, I'm good at you know socializing. What does that mean? I should uh, <laughs> mm. be a party goer, <laughs> you know, for the rest of my life. I don't know. What do you think, Jeff? I think uh, action brings clarity. So getting some jobs that can give you clarity in a field that you think you might have interest. So you can start big and hone in small. So getting some experience 
you can also do college at the same time, like community college. You can do it part time while you're doing that, I think. But definitely get some experience and then maybe even some job coaching or life coaching and just kind of dude. I think it's so cool to learn about yourself. Take tests, take personality tests, strengths finder tests. And just be on that journey of self-discovery to where you really settle into you. Yeah, and I think I think you know with technology today and the the amount of media that's out there. I mean, YouTube. I mean, you can watch interviews yeah. of people in different professions that you know at the tap of your finger now. You know, you can volunteer. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of you know nothing groundbreaking, but I mean, you can totally like volunteer at the local animal shelter if you're looking at being a vet veterinarian if you're looking at being a vet tech or some something you know go volunteer there go hang out with them spend some time with them and so i think there are definitely ways without you know maybe wasting time in school maybe wasting money on education when you're not even sure if you're going to like the career there are definitely ways that you can accomplish that you know getting that little taste absolutely no for sure like i think when i was um when i graduated i ended up taking in a sense a gap year and I didn't necessarily go to school right after um, after high school and I went to a community college uh, got there and I already said I I had already I guess I'm, I'm probably the outlier because I had a dream in a sense already as a young kid that I wanted to become a physical therapist mm-hmm. and, uh, and one of the biggest impacts was because I had a physical therapist who was super kind to me but not only kind but helped me uh, with my with with the injuries I had through, through my sports career. So it was just such a, the way she, she handled me and the way she took care of, of my situation with my body. It was just like, wow, like this is so helpful. <laughs> like, um, how, how can I do this? Like, cause this is something that's, I think everyone would be super thrilled about like regaining their confidence back because mm-hmm. at the time when I hurt myself, I had a low point in my life, really d- deep down depression. And it, it changed the way I viewed a lot of things. So, having that coming out of it was just such a big relief and um, developing that. And I think when I saw that she helped people and gave good advice, um, yeah, I just, I just admired that and wanted that too. too. Well, and, and that kind of like brings a question up in my mind is what, is, you know, what, what is our purpose as Christians? You know, like you're obviously studying physical therapy you know, you want to, your the end game and the goal for you in education is a doctor of physical therapy. You know, I, I work in marketing. Who knows? Maybe I'll go for my doctor doctorate, you know, in, in business administration and marketing. And, you know, and you're a pastor. And, but sometimes I think like, you know, well, how do, how can I spread the gospel? How can I spread, you know, about Jesus? How can I teach others? You know, do I need to become a pastor? Do I need to go to like a Bible college or some kind of seminary to be an expert so that I could spread the gospel? I mean, here we are in three different career paths, you know, is it possible? And then, then further, you know, how do you, if it's possible, spread the gospel in different, completely different professions unrelated to the Bible? And, and also what about how you spread the gospel in different cultures and in different places and different yeah. countries? Like what are some, in my mind, I just automatically makes me think, what are some transcending principles that just can help us understand like cross, cross, cross culture, cross country, cross, 
um, you know, interacting with that. Yeah. That dimension. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's, it's the culture is different from here and, mm-hmm. you know, from any other country. So, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I remember a quote that, um, I heard a pastor preach and, and he said, you know, not everyone is a pastor, but everyone, everyone has the ability to minister to others. Absolutely. And, and I think, I think, you know, even in the, in the context of business, you know, in marketing, you know, I may not realize or know at first, I may not know it as I'm going to school for marketing, but you know, I think there are ways, you know, there are people in the marketing field. If I'm a working professional that I may be able to reach that, you know, maybe you, David may not be able to reach. Maybe you may not be able to reach because I'm the one in the marketing field and you're not. So, you know, I think there's also a part of that. We have to allow that room for God to work in our lives in our, in our areas, in our professions. You know, especially if we're being conscious about um, God using us yeah. where we're at. Mm-hmm. Some three things come to mind to me: um, transcending essential, fundamental concepts of he- being a human through the lens of a Christian. As that, that is, is the equality of human life, the dignity of human life, and the the sacredness of human life, and when we live this out in all of our interactions that is the gospel yeah i think you know so no matter if you're in business because i'm transferring out of pastoring you know (laughs) i told you guys i'm going to be a chaplain and i'm super excited because i don't actually enjoy as much the proclamation verbal proclamation i like the relational dynamics of living out the gospel living out like the good news is that you are equal you are you you have human dignity and your life is sacred because of those um essential truths and beliefs i can travel anywhere in the world and treat people like that and they're like whoa i feel so special why it's because i hold those principles and values so dear so dear about all humans and that's see that's gonna like that right there is gonna change people's lives like for example like each of you in my life has has impacted me in a way that I see Christ through you. And that right there, like, wow, like I know God. Like that for me just enlightens who God is in my oh, life. Oh, shucks. And, and that has <laughs> developed, you know, it's straight up. It's truth though. Like, because you are, you're interacting and we're interacting and we're, we're communion with with that and i think that that's really cool just to see that uh play out and um, it goes always always bro you you you, it it goes both directions yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i mean you're always so fit whenever i see you and you're like motivation for me to like want to like i need to up my game here because you know (laughs) but 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 really you know i think i think there are also things that we can do regardless that's that's kind of like cross it crosses over regardless of your profession right i mean like the fruit of the spirit i mean you can be you know love you can be loving regardless of what field you you work in um you can be joyful i mean you can exemplify you know long suffering gentleness you know you can be gentle so there are these these traits that you can exude and you can share anywhere really anywhere regardless of your profession regardless of your age you know, regardless of the demographic, regardless of where you are in the world, you know, like you said, you know, cross, cross country, right? It doesn't matter. Like you, there are these traits that we can still exemplify and it can still be interpreted 
you know, kindness is kindness. You know, I think if you, a, if a smile, how can you, I mean, it's kind of hard to misinterpret a smile, right? <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. you, you may, you may travel to a country where you can't speak their language, but you can definitely, you know, interpret a smile as, okay, that person is friendly, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think there are definitely some traits that we can exude as Christians, regardless of the field that we're in. Yeah. And, and just to add to that, a quick snippet on my own journey, I actually, for a long time, thought that I had to be like a pastor. I had to be a proclaimer. That's the only way to be a Christian. You got you basically you guilted into you have to be what um, everyone's told you you're supposed to be, and just living in guilt and shame and not living in who you are. And it wrecked me. It ruined me. It took a lot of personal development development and reflection and and mentors and even some therapy to like undo that and realize like it's okay to be you and that's uniquely you is actually the best the the times that i've been the most uniquely me i've noticed is the times where i've actually seen the most success in ministry where i've been putting on a front and trying to measure up is when i've been messing up the most and that's because I don't know. I just, I think it's just the, the law of like how it works out. Like being you is being what God created you to be. And don't be, don't what, try to be someone you're not. Don't be pressured into being someone else. Like be who God's created you to be. And that's how, you, that's your gift to the world, I think. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of outside things that come affect to that too. Like I think, you know, pressures of, of family members or pressures of like, your friends, relationships, or even a church, a church too. Exactly. Which can be good, but can also, unfortunately, sometimes be bad things. And I'm a pastor. Well, you know, I, when I was growing up, you know, I was as a, as a young youth leader, I tend to, to speak a lot. I spoke at a lot of churches Hmm. and, you know, people told me that I was good. And, and even pastors would come up to me and say, you know what, you should become a pastor. Like you're going to become a pastor. Right. And I'm like, no, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm in college right now. I'm majoring in business. And they would still tell me like, you know, you should, you should become a pastor. Like, you know, in fact, I know a local church, they're looking for a pastor. They probably hire you right now. I probably send you to seminary and everything. Like they would tell me like, you should become a pastor. But you know, I think my journey was a little different in yours in that I, I, you know, maybe that was maybe the stubbornness that, you know, maybe that was just stubbornness, you know, that I was adamant about like, no, I'm going to go into business and, you know, and I feel like even while going into business, I can still, like I said, I can still minister to other people, even if I'm not a pastor, you know? And so that, that was just my personal journey. Um, but, you know, I, I totally get that pressure because pastors were telling me, you know, adults were telling me, my own relatives were telling me, like, you should become a pastor. You've got to be a preacher. You're a preacher. You're already a preacher, you know? And I said, no, like, that's just, that's just my personal ministry, right? You know, that's, that's, that's me ministering, but I don't need to become a minister, you know? So I think when it comes down to that, like, it's, it's a lot of that pressure. And I can, I can think of it really with you, Jeff, and that, and as well as Aaron, but it was, it was pressures like, family for some reason especially like my family like it's it's almost like you know you got like i've been told by my mom you need to go do this go yeah i'll be very you need to go into ministry that's the god that's the lord's will for your life and I was is that like, how they really sounded David? <laughs> no 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 just did they bat um, a bible at you while no, they're saying i know like it was but no it was it was very in the sense of like this this is a higher calling. You need to go do this. And I was like, okay, mm. no, that's not what 
I've been told. It's, it's like, kind it's of just... like though, like the the Protestant concept of the priesthood of all believers. Like, I think one of the implications is is that not only does everyone have access to God, not only priest, but also that everyone has the ability to impact people in the relationship with God, no matter where you're at. Exactly. If everyone's a pastor, things would be <laughs> hecka awkward. Yeah, no. And, I mean, we don't need we need variety. We need diversity. And I think nature and the world and all the different um, cultures, and cultures and places and people and foods. Oh, I love food. food. I think that's a that is just a natural law tells us that we need diversity. So, you know, if someone, you know, like kind of going back to the very first question, if we had someone else, if we had a fourth person sitting here at the table with us and they were struggling, you know, let's say that they are they have a genuine interest in church they act they attend regularly you know maybe they're active in other areas maybe they're part of the music group the praise team whatever but they're struggling with figuring out finding that god's you know god's purpose for their lives you know and i I think it's it it can be anyone really it could be someone that's you know going in high school going through college still trying to figure it out i've met people that are like you know even several years older than i am still trying to figure out where where they're supposed to fit in in this world as far as, you know, in, in God's big picture of things. Um, what words of advice would you guys say? I would say, look back. Look back at your own story. Um, do some journaling. And like I mentioned earlier, do some inventory on your skills on your passions strengths finder is a great one there's some mentoring they have available with that do some counseling because there might be some other inhibitors that are keeping your eyes from you know your uh, mental eyes from being clear and look back at your story and just try to get a grasp of what is your story and i think that's such a powerful thing is, is is someone's story and out of your story i think often emerges your gift that you can give to the world. And that's something that's helped me is uh, realizing I have a story and out of my story very clearly um, emerges my gift and what I want to give back to the world. So I would definitely say immerse yourself in your story. It's not, don't look at it through the eyes of guilt and shame, but look at it through the eyes of God has a story that is uniquely yours and something awesome is coming out of it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think in that, in that case too. Yeah. Just, I love it, Jeff. Like look at that. And then I would even add, just, just try it. Like go try it. Go like if, if it's there, like if you have that passion right now, like go try it. Like don't let, don't hesitate. I've always hesitation in, and I guess in even sports sense, it's going to get you in trouble. Like, you hesitate. You can actually get hurt. Like there's, there's things that in sports you don't hesitate because if you do, there's, there's so much injury that could happen. For me, that was one. Like my injuries were because I hesitated, and so I'm like, wow. Like if I just go full throat, like full into it, and immerse it, and if I don't like it, okay. Like that's something that you know you 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 know now. Okay, that's I don't want to do that, and then you can. But you start over and it's not, don't feel like you're, you're falling behind. Don't feel like you're, that, um, that you're not going to be where you need to be because I think God will use that time to then continue to develop you. Well, and I like, I like how you said, don't hesitate because, you know, I used to, I used to, a little tangent here. I used to go cliff jumping. 
Mm -hmm. you know, where you jump off a cliff into the water. And we always tell people, do not hesitate. Because if you hesitate, you know, you just go and jump. If you hesitate, you can actually get seriously injured. I've seen people hesitate and they don't jump out far enough as a result Ooh. and they hit a rock or they don't, you know, you know, and I've seen serious injuries. I've seen, I've seen a helicopter have to airlift people. Oh, so, you know, you know, as it relates to this, you know, it, it, it kind of is true, you know, in the sense that if you hesitate, it'll hinder your experience in learning, you know, about, like you said, getting out there, just doing it. Um, you know, I, I recommend, you know, just get out there, try it, you know, learn as much as you can. You know, what I did is I majored in, in a, in business, but I try to learn as much as I can outside of the area of business, you know, and, and I think that hesitation though is, is there and it can hinder your experience. I, I think I also want to say that, um, don't worry about everyone else. You know, no one else is going to live your life for you. No one's journey is your own journey. You know, and I think it's so easy, especially today when it's all about image, it's all about looking at other people, you know, kind of, you know, wanting what everyone has kind of a thing. Well, that's the trend. You know, I guess I got to jump on. I, I think I, I think there's there's something in that, you know, don't worry about anyone else around you. Don't worry about what you see. Focus on yourself. It doesn't matter if, if, if you know, Sally got her degree, you know, no, seriously, it doesn't matter if Sally finished schooling in three years and here you are four years in, you're still like not even knowing what degree you want to finish. Like, it, don't worry about Sally. Don't worry about all these other people around you. Your journey is unique. And I think God has a purpose for your life. And you know what? There's probably a reason. There's probably, you know, maybe a story here in the making with your life, just how it is. And I think that can be so, that can prove to be so powerful, not only in the moment, but later on in life. So I would say, don't, don't worry about other people. Don't worry about looking around at other people. And because I think that'll do more harm than good. Well, thank you, Jeff and David so much for joining on this, uh, in, in on this conversation. I, I think we, this was totally unplanned. You know, we just happened to all be in town and we literally came to the studio, sat down and hit the record button. And so if you are struggling with, you know, trying to figure out what you're doing, um, chances are, hey, you're not alone. Like I said, I'm 29. I have a job. I've done I've done schooling and I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. And so there are a lot of people out there. So. And there you have it, everybody. David Echevarria and Jeff Kimmel, both from Oregon, here in Walla Walla, Washington. I hope all of you enjoyed that conversation that I had with David and Jeff, and I want to thank you for listening in. If you like the content you heard, make sure you have that follow or subscribe button pressed, and if for some reason this was your first time listening to this podcast, you can listen to more episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and now even on Pandora and iHeartRadio, the number one podcasting platform, whether through the app or online. Just search for my name, Aaron Nakamura, or Change for Change Podcast. You can also visit lifechangepodcast.com for quick links to your favorite service, including all of the ones I just mentioned, in case you can't find me by using that search bar or can't spell my name correctly. It's okay. I get it. Once again, that website is lifechangepodcast.com. Until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Change for Change podcast with Aaron Nakamura. Visit lifechangepodcast.com to listen to more episodes and follow this show on Instagram at thechange.podcast. 
to be in the know whenever a new episode drops. 